Grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant. Well, tonight we focus on that new covenant. Now, covenant isn't a word that we necessarily use every day in our everyday vocabulary. But it is central to the message of Scripture. In fact, we, we divide the Bible up in this way, really. What do we have? The New Testament and the Old Testament, which testament and covenant, same word in Hebrew, same word in Greek. In fact, it's this very passage from Jeremiah chapter 31 from which we get this idea of the New Testament and the Old. The Hebrew word here is bereath, and it can mean covenant, testament, treaty, agreement. Now, we, we tend to think of a treaty as, well, we've got two different parties representing maybe two different nations, and they come together, and they're going to sign a piece of paper, and that's how the agreement is sealed. But covenants in Scripture are not sealed by the signing of a piece of paper. Covenants in Scripture are sealed by the shedding of blood. The very terminology that we have in Hebrew shows this. In in Hebrew, you don't actually make a treaty. That's how it gets translated for us here in Jeremiah 31. I will make a covenant, but really, I will cut a covenant. That's what it really literalistically says there. I will cut a covenant. And you might think back to when God establishes this covenant with Abraham. And he says, Abraham, sacrifice a three-year-old heifer, three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a uh, young pigeon. And Abraham does. He sacrifices these animals, and then he, he lays them out. He cuts them in half and lays them out so that there's a path in between the carcasses. Now, this is kind of graphic, isn't it? But this is how a treaty, this is how a covenant was sealed. And the, the general way was then two parties would meet in the middle in between these dead bodies as a symbol of just how serious this is. Well, of course, with Abraham, Abraham lays all of this out, (laughs) but then Abraham doesn't meet God in the middle, does he? God causes Abraham to fall into a deep sleep, and God alone walks through, because God alone is the one establishing this covenant. Abraham is the passive recipient of it. God is the one who's active. Covenants always require the shedding of blood. Covenants almost always require death. Jeremiah here refers back to an old covenant. The covenant God established with his people at Mount Sinai. You remember how all of this went down, right? After the people of Israel were in slavery in Egypt, God sends those Ten plagues he sends Moses 
And then he sends those ten plagues so that the people can be set free. He takes them through the Red Sea. He protects them all the way through, drowning Pharaoh and his army, right, in the Red Sea. And he takes them then to Mount Sinai. And beginning in Exodus chapter 20, and you know what happens in Exodus chapter 20, don't you? The giving of the Ten Commandments. Well, beginning in chapter 20 of of Exodus, God begins to lay out the terms of the covenant. Now, does it begin with commandments? Well, not really. It begins like this. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. (laughs) That's how it begins. I'm your God. I already did this for you. I already saved you. Here's the covenant I'm establishing with you. Then in chapter 24, the covenant is confirmed. Here's how this goes down. Then he said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and the 70 elders of Israel, and worship from afar. Moses alone shall come near the Lord. The others shall not come near, and the people shall not come up with him. Moses came and told the people all the words that the Lord the words of the Lord and all the rules. In other words, the terms of the covenant. And all the people answered with one voice and said, all the words of the Lord that that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And God laughed. Uh, It doesn't actually say that, but he probably did because he knew it wasn't really going to happen. And Moses wrote down all of the words of the Lord. He rose early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain and 12 pillars according to the 12 tribes of Israel. And he sent young men of the people of Israel who offered burnt offerings. Here you have the shedding of blood, burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen to the Lord. And Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins and half of the blood he threw against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people. And they said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do and we will be obedient. And Moses took the blood and threw it on the people and said, behold, the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. The sacrifice of animals and the blood of those animals was used to confirm this covenant. The sprinkling of the blood on the people was a symbol that this covenant, you're part of this now. Now, Jeremiah says, God's got a new covenant coming. And it's better than this one even because you guys ruined this one. All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. Yeah, right. You haven't done that. You continue not to do that. But Jeremiah speaks of a new covenant. Now, when we think new covenant, in our minds, we might think, oh, all right, that means it's disconnected from the old. Well, no, it's actually not. It's a fulfillment of the old. The old, that's the goal of this old covenant. Actually, it's it's found in this new one. That's what it's leading forward to. This new covenant is different from the old covenant in certain ways. 
with the 